What's up, Internet? This is Oh So Curious. It's Three Curious Minds trying to dissect what's going on with our culture when it comes to media and movies and all the stuff that we're watching. The images and sounds that make up the subconscious of our culture. it at this point. But with me today are a couple of good people. I got Catriona. I got Dan. We're talking about Bullet Train and other stuff. And if you're here, you've, uh, you've certainly found the channel. And... Uh, Let's just let's just say you should like and subscribe before we even get into things. How are you people? Dan? Uh, us? Oh. oh. Yeah, you Yeah, people. no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> the we're the good. audience yeah. can't talk. Just, well, There's you can. This... You can comment, but Yeah, they could. Yeah, they could if they wanted to, but I wouldn't be able to see it just now. Dan, how are you? Let's start with you before we get to the audience. Oh. Um, yeah, no, I've been I've been doing well. Um was a bit sick this week so still trying to recover from that you know so i keep it really cold in my room where i do all this work because there's a lot of computers and as you might know they need to stay cool to function but then yeah. it's like oppressively hot outside so kind of going back and forth between like it's hot there those, too yeah it's it's like 90 plus degrees and it's super humid so like you walk outside and it feels like you can't breathe for a little bit because of like how uh... dense the air is so um wow. just the difference and you know like i'm wearing this which i would not like i would need to take that off in like 30 seconds walking outside at the door so kind of going between the gradients and even when i walk outside my office space like most of the, the rest of the house is like probably five ten degrees warmer simply because like i said all of this stuff needs to stay cool so what ends up happening is i i think the temperature difference that my body has to constantly like deal with is probably causing me this sinus infect infection that that really right. took me out of action. Is that what does earlier. that? Temperature differences? Yeah. Cause... Wow. Yeah, you didn't know that? No, I've just suffered with sinus issues yeah. my entire life and figured, that's eh, just me. <laughs> that's good. Any uh, any sinus issues on your end, Catriona? Or are you, you doing okay? Um, You know, I've suffered from sinus infections on and off my whole life, so. Yeah, uh, but I but, thought it was just me. Today, I'm good. No, no, I think it's a, I think it's a Temp temperature trend, differences. you know, <laughs> temperature differences. Yeah. Um, it's actually, I've noticed it's a little humid here in LA the past uh, week or so, which yeah. is not usually, it's usually just very dry. We had some unseasonable uh, rain and some clouds and some very pretty. I miss the rain. I never saw the rain. I was there for it. I saw it. I can attest that it happened. Uh, it rained in Los Angeles. Um, well, Dan, I hope you start feeling better. Catriona, yeah. uh, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's um, let's get into what's going on today. How about we uh, we get into the rundown? But before we do, please be our friend. Follow us. We're on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. I've run out of fingers on this hand, but pretty much if you find oh so curious and you friend us or you comment. You're part of the show. You're part of the family. You're part of the movie. I shouldn't have said it. You're part of the movie fan community. Are you I'm going to let it? that one go. Yeah. All righty. Well, in the meantime, I don't have friends. How about not no! I got family. <laughs> I'm sorry. I decided not to let that one go.
So. Yeah, I, I noticed. <laughs> I noticed you didn't let it go. You lied. You lied to me. We're okay. Um, rundown time. Shall we do a rundown? Sh sure. Let's yeah. do a rundown. Oh my God, it's me. Okay. <laughs> the, okay, guys, it's the rundown. Here are the quick hits. <laughs> what train are you? What's next for the DCEU? For All Mankind, Episode 9. <laughs> Lal Singh Chadha. Chada. Chada. I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong. And that's it, everyone. Thank you so much. That was great. That's the rundown. That's everything happening on our show. Shall we shall we get started with that first thing we mentioned, those quick hits? Oh no, we got we got we got some time. Let's let's talk let's open let's open mic open the mic or open it All up. Right. I don't know. Let's air it out. Let's air, air it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you do you guys have summertime sadness yet? We're like in heading towards the middle of August. Oh it's, yeah. I is that like a thing? Not... What is yeah. that? When you get sad about Summertime, it's that song. You, know, it's you haven't song, heard, yeah. heard that song? No, I thought you were. I thought you were inquiring about my seasonal affective disorder, and we were going to get very deep. Um, no, no, okay. Well, I was talking about that. yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm happy to talk about that. I take plenty of vitamin D. I'm running short. I need to go back to the uh, to CVS and get some. But uh, summertime sadness. No, I'm actually really looking forward to it being fall. And uh, but honestly, fall doesn't really happen in LA till late November. So I got a few more months of summer here. Yeah, but I have to hear about everybody else around the country complain about it. So it feels like, you know, we're in fall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear other people whine. I, I just I just want to <laughs> feel like my summer is extended. Well, I mean, in, in I'm in New England. So we get like, I think in New England, more than probably any other part of the country uh, in the US, you get the best of every season, like or like, the prototypical, like what you'd imagine fall to look like and winter and all those. But even here, it's like of last few years, like fall doesn't really start like it or it may, you know, the leaves may start falling off the trees, but it still feels like summer because of how hot it is well yeah. into like October usually like and then you're like, oh, now it's fall. And then like by the time you get to December, you're like, is it winter yet? It yeah, really it doesn't really hit until January. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, look at my tree it's uh yeah it's dry Catriona, um, what's, what's up with your background if you could yeah please enlighten oh, us oh uh right so um over here we wait what it's reversed okay sorry so over here we've got snakes on a plane yeah i'm sure a lot of you don't know about the precursor which wait how am i turning okay snakes on a train i had no idea that was, was a thing it was, yeah, it did not have Samuel L. Jackson. It was before, um, many years before. Obviously did so well, they decided to bump it up to the sky. And um, <laughs> Wait, what? I decided. No, that's that's what, the occasion. So that, yeah, 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 I'm getting into that. Oh, go ahead. Get to I'm it. I'm sorry, I, I have a question. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Is go, that go, a, go for it, Dan. Because that looks like that's a poster with something that's not in English. Is that, what, what language is that? Oh, that's probably, title. it's either Russian or, wait, no, I think that's Greek. Looks, it looks like <gasps> it's, it's Greek. I think it's, wait, I'm pretty sure there's a Greek. Ah, you know what, you're probably right. It's probably What's Russian. the story here? Okay, anyway, yeah, I grabbed the wrong poster. I didn't know it was in the, whatever language <laughs> that is. Uh, so it, it's in honor of, we'll be getting into it later, 
uh, mm -hmm. bullet train. Cool. Um, I don't want to give too much away. So if you want to find out more, stay tuned. I'm so wait, I'm so that was a real it. Hollywood movie, Snakes on a Train, and then. Well, I don't know if it was Hollywood. I mean, you know. It's a okay. movie. I was because that was film. like, I, I don't remember that it's being a, a thing. It's a movie. Um, I never saw it. My mom saw it and complained about it to me many years ago, and then um, I always thought about it. And when I saw Bullet Train, as we will get further into it, I'll tell you why I thought of this. That's actually so, a pretty good tease because I'm yeah. I'm I'm absolutely confused. I'll keep watching. I'll be here. Um, all right, yeah. How about now? You think now's a good time to get into what the episode's going to be all about or what happened this week before we do? Oh no, episode? no. You again? You got more things um, you want to talk about? Comment of the week. You're trying oh. to get away from oh, the. Yeah. I yeah, know. Cause... I'm just I'm just still a little sore from uh, somebody <laughs> cyberbullying me last week. Uh, yeah, but the blue shirt. Yeah, this one's blue. actually blue. That one was blue. I looked again. It, no, I own the shirt. I wore the shirt. It does look. It's blue. a gray shirt. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yes. Oh yeah. I think it's two against one. Actually, three. Uh, three I against think, one. I think I was in the reality banana. with the. It might have been the lighting. You know, like maybe your light temperature was set to be a lot cooler than, and then the that does not change the color of the shirt. Okay, I, what the uh, color looked like to me is how your collar looks now. That's how it, you know, like the inside right. of that. This one, this it is looks gray. Looks like the same. Yeah. Oh my god, that's blue. No. That's... That is I'm blue, right? Hmm. The, this Would is, you this be is willing blue. to take this is gray. a colorblind test? Me for the, sh for the show? Yes. I, what if I'm colorblind? Who cares? It's not. It's not an issue. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I just want everybody to know that it's a blue. The shirt, shirt. is the shirt is gray. Can we drop it? Can we drop it and get to the comment of the week? Can we, can right, we drop yeah, the let's, color let's, of the shirt? Go ahead. Okay. Okay. All sure. Right. Okay. All right. <sighs> comment of the week. Conda, I have to ask why people like Andrew are so attached to the character being killed off because of real-life events. This has never happened with other characters. Also, ask yourself if Chadwick would want the character killed off after working so hard to bring it to life and not give another actor the opportunity to step in. I doubt he was that selfish. Hashtag recast T'Challa. Okay. People like Andrew. I don't know. Listen, I I have no particular attachment to uh, Chadwick Boseman. I I'm more in my attachment is to continuity, and I think continuity errors can ruin a movie. Um, if it's writing, if it's you know plot holes, character holes. Not character holes, but um, I don't think you that's know, a thing. It well, well, kind of. It's like like a character. I'm sure there's would a lot of characters in Pulp Fiction who had holes, at, but <laughs> yeah, Continue. yeah. That's not the best phrasing. But what I mean is, when the consistency, when the continuity is lost, and suddenly we're not, it's unbelievable. Um, it it takes you out of a movie, and. Yeah, your fair point. Like, there's there's no reason they couldn't recast him. Again, I'm not particularly attached to it. Um, if they again put the helmet on somebody, it really could be anybody. Um, but yeah, 
I, I, I can't say I have too much of a dog in this fight. I'm not, I don't care that much. You know, well, then why'd the you say it? Why'd you say it? I was just, I think it's, why did I say it? Because, because I think, uh, I think you got to show a certain amount of reverence to somebody who's died, which they've done. They've, they've decided they're going to you know, show his funeral in the movie. Um, you know, better to not like get another actor and CG his face onto him, uh, you know, deep fake it. Because then it's like, you know, it's like a pet cemetery thing or like using somebody's corpse as a puppet. It's not, it's not, let it, let it, let it lie. Let it rest. But if, but if Chadwick Boseman had said, I mean, we can't prove it, right? Because you said it was like his brother who said it. Um, mm. If he said, yeah. his, like one of his final requests was if anything happened to him, he wanted him to be recast. Wouldn't, shouldn't the main focus be to honor whatever Chadwick Boseman said since he's the Black Panther so no. it's like no it's not his property you know it's Marvel's property and they get to decide what to do with it I think they're being tasteful about it and also like I said I think you could write in a new character and that's what really that was my solution to this last year last year last week um, when we said what if it's somebody within the tribe who looked up to him who takes on the Black Panther mantle that would be nice that would but, be a know, nice way to do it but look at how i mean we're gonna get into this more but you know the whole thing around like these side batman characters that they're trying to make shows of and stuff like that and they obviously do not do well because people just want to see batman you don't really want to see a replacement you want to see the original thing and i think yeah if everybody's on the same page with that it's but you know be what really hard but you know what is the the mcu being just in and of itself because it is this meta common what is it meta continuity thing where every movie has to be consistent for 30 movies how many movies has it been too many um that they've Wanda, been, sorry wakanda forever will be the 30th movie so. okay right so 30 movies of basically consistency with the exception of the one guy in uh iron man who was recast um, Terence Howard, that's the name. We, yeah, we 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 have we haven't yeah. seen anybody else be recast here because they're trying to make this the mission of the MCU is continuity. So no, you shouldn't. I mean, there isn't really Sorry. technically continuity in the universe itself. They constantly rewrite. Um, you know, they'll bring in a new um, sort of like theory into the into the universe so that they can. If, if they tried to close a story for something and then they're like, oh, you know what? We kind of want to reopen that back up, even though we said, oh, this will never happen again. And then they find a way to do it. So, I mean, there's not really like full continuity in, in the Marvel universe. But, you know, the, like, again, we mentioned the other cheap trick they could pull is like getting another one from uh, from an alternate universe because they've established that the multiverse is a thing. Um, but again, they're trying to make it consistent with the comics. Is he really, I don't, maybe I'll get flanked for this. Is he really that important of a character where like it's, he's gotta be there for every fight? I mean- I think it's just what so, he stood for. Oh, go ahead. Here's my understanding of like the whole thing 
essentially, well, here's the thing. P- part of where we are now is the movie's done. Like, they shot this movie. Yeah. And the movie, at least the trailer indicates, and I mean, I'd be surprised if this isn't the case, given what the director and Kevin Feige have said. Ryan Coogler said it as well. They are not recasting him. There is a funeral scene in the movie. So at this point, I'm like the whole recast T'Challa movement. It's, it's moot. sort of... I mean, I know the movement's been around for a few years and then we shot the movie, but at this point, what are you going to do? Like, stop the movie from coming well, out and then have right, them reshoot right. the whole thing? It's... No. It's... Now, from... Yeah, no, okay, like so, at this point, don't do it. At this point. Right. Forget it. But the other... Okay, now, as far as the point of how important the character was, you know mm-hmm. how we talked about we, we missed, like, a presence of a Iron Man or Captain America in, in current in phase four of the MCU? We don't yeah. we don't have these like characters who really ground you in this world like you know, like the, the MCU is a lot of different things. But for a lot of people, it became like soul food. Like you go you you want to feel at home, you go watch an MCU movie. And if if you want to do yeah. that, like Iron Man or Captain America, anything involving those two characters was probably like the most at home you would feel watching the MCU because you're like, that's the MCU that I signed up for, and this is what I connect to. And the MCU right. that I fell in love with. I think T'Challa was meant to be sort of that character who was going to take over in in that kind of a role moving really? forward now that those two, you know, Captain America and, and, and Iron Man are gone. And without right. him, I think even more so than it would have other, I mean, it does, I mean, even more so than it would have perhaps even with T'Challa around, I think now it feels even more rudderless. I, I didn't don't have get that, that impression. I didn't yeah. get that impression because I know they've they've cast the new Captain America. I thought having that lineage was going to be the new like Tony Stark type character, and I didn't um, get the really the impression from Black Panther the movie that he was that character. Maybe I've missed him in the other. Uh, well, I think Avengers there were talks. Things. There were talks about how they were planning on you know they already had set up like who was going to no longer be in um like in phase four who they were cutting out and everything because they wanted um this new generation to take over um Mm -hmm. and black panther was like top of the list it was supposed to be interesting yeah because people okay so i've heard the argument that he's the king of wakanda like can he really be also that person who's like a tony stark kian well no he couldn't be tony stark because he's got so much going on already he's going to be the king of Wakanda he's also the Black Panther and then on top of that is he also going to be assembling the next Avengers team is he really going to be I mean like that's that's, a lot to deal with that's a lot to put on one guy (laughs) yeah but I mean I was of the opinion that the Avengers like the way they've treated that team like when you go to the first Avengers movie S.H.I.E.L.D. put together that like it was the Avengers initiative and then like by the time you get to the age of Ultron it's more of like this private venture that Tony Stark's company is leading. Like he's, they're all private contractors working for Tony Stark in a manner of speaking. And then um, by the time we got to like the the, the previous the, uh, Infinity War and Endgame, Avengers were like, you know, they sort of bro- had broken up in Civil War and then they're coming back together. And we had the whole Sokovia of course thing, but Avengers as like a, as as like an organization wasn't really a thing anymore. It wasn't really a shield yeah. run thing. It wasn't really a Tony Stark like funded and financed thing. It was just like a bunch of these guys who wanted to kind of come together to save the world in a manner of speaking. So it's like a it, rock band where like so many of the original members have died yeah. that they keep replacing them. And now it's like there's one original member and it's the bassist. 
you just reminded me of that joke from uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, where where they're like, you know, like have you? I've never worked with a team before. And then Tom is like, oh, well, I have. I, I've been with the Avengers. And then Tobey Maguire's uh, Peter Parker's like, oh, that's great for you. And then he's like, is that a band? <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, it's like, well, I don't know. I'm sorry. That's... No, um, but I mean, it's the the whole. That's really that's the point of this discussion. I would say is like the continuity being the key factor of the MCU. Like these movies are all related. Is the brand. Um, and everything is consistent and it supposedly makes sense for them to to have any major error like this in continuity is you know it's it's another it's another chink in the armor yeah um no i i I think it's fair and i'll be honest with you like 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 we went through it i don't know it's been a week or two weeks now we watched the trailer for Wakanda forever we we reacted to it we talked about the fact that it looks like you can pause almost any shot in that trailer and it could be like a piece of art that you can kind of hang up beautiful trailer. So it looks yeah. beautiful I mean and to that end I'm like this movie has a potential to easily easily be the best movie of the phase four, phase four for the MCU because sure. it's probably the best director out of the bunch that have directed anything in in that phase in my opinion in my opinion but also, like you look at what they did with the first movie. I mean, I was—I've been literally just itching to watch for. I've had this like itch to watch the first Black Panther because I love the soundtrack. It's so vibrant and so wonderful. I would love to just watch. And then if you take that, what they were able to accomplish with that movie, and now you're like, okay, let's go for round two, and you add like the stakes of what this movie has, the the weight that this movie has to carry, both from real life events and the events of the MCU. It's got a lot to do, but I think it's it's in very capable hands. So I trust these guys to do the character right, like whatever yeah, the fate of the child ends up being. You 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 make you do make a good point because like I I suppose not replacing him put, like forces them to actually make a quality movie as opposed to just yeah. we have the character and that's it. So you know just enjoy it for that. So yeah, I mean. That, yeah, you have, you have a really good point. I didn't think about it that way. I will also say, like, they're sort of taking a page out of the Star Wars Avatar book, which is like, this isn't so much about Black Panther. This is about the mythology and the narrative of Wakanda. And that was part of what was appealing about the Black Panther movies. Like, we have this whole concept, this whole world that exists in yours. You just can't see it. And... Now they're going to delve deeper into the culture. And those were some of the, the world building of it was what was, I think, the most appealing part of Black Panther. And that's really why, why this is a sequel. It's not called Black Panther Forever. It's called Wakanda Forever. Let's see what that's all about. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. I mean, I, I'm excited for this movie. I mean, I, it's coming out in November, but honestly, if I could just, you know, skip forward in time, maybe jump in a faster than light or close to speed of light spaceship and then just zoom through the next three months and just you know get to this movie tomorrow i would love to do that i'm excited i'm gonna take summer off and uh, and enjoy it but when i get there yeah i'll be excited to see it <laughs> all right i'm you, you, i'm ready to do quick hits and are, are well you let's do quick hits then okay where did i go 
I, oh, there you go. Sorry. Uh, that was my oh, evil yeah. twin. I'm back from the other dimension. Let's do quick hits. All right. All right. Time for some quick hits. Here's what went down this week. And stand by for what went down this week. Boom. Look at that. Um, first up, the CW made it official this week. The Flash will end its uh, run on the network in 2023 with a nine-episode final season. Are you ready to say goodbye to the fastest man alive on TV? I don't know. It's uh, to me. I, I've been I've been off the show for a while, but you know, they had a good run. So. Next, Lucasfilm, they dropped a fantastic new trailer this week, and I saw it, it is fantastic, for its upcoming Disney Plus Star Wars series, Andor. Um, you know, named after Cassius Andor, who you might have seen in Rogue One. You can see him right there on the screen, Diego Luna. Cinematic and epic AF, I don't know what AF stands for. The trailer revealed that the show will debut on September 21st, which is a change, I think it was supposed to be August 31st before, so they moved it back by three weeks. You know why? Because they're giving you a three-episode premiere. F yeah. I'm not going to say the word. This is a family show. Moving on. So, more Disney Plus news. Marvel Studios dropped news this week. See how I did the news twice? Um, She-Hulk will air on Thursdays, starting on August 18th. That's right. Um, this would make it the first premium series on Disney Plus, by the way, which is not going to be airing on Wednesdays. I'm guessing they're doing this so that you know Andor comes out on Wednesdays, She-Hulk comes out on Thursdays. You know they don't want to, they, they want to have their cake and eat it too. I can understand that. Are you excited for the show though? Let us know in the comments below. We would love to, you know, hear if you're excited for She-Hulk. I honestly feel like she might get overshadowed in her show by I don't know Wong, Hulk. There's a. a What's the abomination? Do you have Daredevil in there? I'm sure they're gonna bring probably Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and the whole gang of defenders in there too. We'll see. Anyway, big DC news now. This, this is a little, you know, something that kind of broke the internet for a little bit. Um, changes coming to the world of the DC films. Warner Brothers Discovery announced this week that they have shelved or canceled Batgirl. This movie was in its post-production phase. It was all shot and everything. And basically they said, eh, eh. It ain't good enough. We're not doing this. Um, shell. I mean, and they're gonna write it off. It's gonna be. They're gonna lose like 70, 80 million dollars. But there's a tax write-off. You know, the official terminology they used was a purchase accounting maneuver because they recently bought the company. Discovery bought it, and my camera just died, which is fantastic. Um, so we're gonna do this live here. Um, swap out hot swap batteries. You want me to take up, take over? Yeah. Oh, you do? Would you, would Happy you to. like to? Yeah, but you got to do, do you know the what the quickets are? Okay. We'll figure it out. All right, all right. Let's do this then. This has been a fantastic experiment. What a, what a strange turn of events. We were all looking forward to seeing Michael Keaton re uh resurrect the old batman from the 90s he's not going to be doing that this has been uh, sort of part of the redirection of dc to uh you know that new 10-year plan to uh 
show us what DC is going to be all about. They're going to redirect from this. We're not going to see this movie. We'll be locked away in the vaults, but something tells me years from now somebody will release it and we will probably review it. Remember this. Bookmark this. Okay, well, thank you for that uh, cameo okay. there, Andrew. Uh, yeah, now that sure. you have done away with Andrew here, just like Bullet Train and Channing Tatum. Oops. Um, anyway, um, DC films moving forward will be theatrical, not streaming, according to Warner Brothers Discovery. So what do you think about the news? Did you want to see Batgirl? Are you excited to see where Warner Brothers takes this thing next? Apparently the movie was so bad they decided to like take a tax write-off on it. Not, not a very good look, but um, for the movie that is, if, if indeed it was that bad. Anyway, let's move on here. So. Shortly after the Bad Girl news, uh, we found out that the release date, for the official release date that is, for the sequel of 2019's Joker, which as you can see on the screen there, it will be called Folie Deux. It's uh, a, a madness for two or a two, madness of two, I don't know. It's French. Um, it will feature uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. He's returning in the titular role as uh, Joker, if you could, didn't know. Um, Lady Gaga though, she'll be joining uh, Phoenix as uh, they haven't really made it official but it's pretty sure she's going to be playing Harley Quinn so you know previously you've only seen uh, Margot Robbie play her in live action Kaylee Cuoco voices her in the animated Harley Quinn sh uh, show on HBO Max but now we're going to see Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga in a musical fun um, filled movie Joker Folia de. I don't know how dark it's gonna be. We'll see. Are you are you excited? I mean, you know, Bad Girl gets canceled, but Lady Gaga's in and Joker Folia de. Twenty twenty four October fourth. It's it's coming up. Let us know in the comments below what you think about this movie. You know, it's probably gonna be the same year that the Batman two comes out. So you get to go see the Batman two and Joker Folia de. It's not bad. Um. Anyway, that's it. You know, that's the the thumbs the the quick hits as uh, they, they they may say. Um, get rid of that stuff there. Um, but before I leave you, remember to join us for live episodes of Also Curious every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, unless we do it at a different time. We sometimes change our minds, but generally speaking, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we talk movies, TV, streaming, music, and existential philosophies of life. So join us in the fun. Um, you know, if you think it's fun. Um, we look forward to having you be a part of our fun. movie fan community. That's right. That's it. That, this is the right way to do that. It's in the script. Shots fired. All right. That's, that's right. Shots have been fired. So with wow. that, let's move on back to the rest of the show. Um, we got some exciting, exciting news here. Um, I'm hearing that uh, two of our panelists went to see this new movie called Bullet Train and they, they'd like to let us know what they thought about it. So let's, let's take a look. Bullet Train! Oh, we went to go see Bullet Train, and basically, I liked it. I liked this movie. Number one reason why I like this movie, Brad Pitt has sort of ascended to a level of celebrity and actor stardom where he can just walk into this movie and be like, no, I'm not going to take it too seriously. And I, I like the guy. Uh, I found him relatable and likable, which is... Tough to do for a big movie star, I think. Um, it was fun. It was it was action packed. It was funny. It was shot beautifully, and like there were a couple couple scenes there. I was like, how are they even doing this? So it was uh, it was an enjoyable experience for me. I gotta say, overall. What about you? You were 
You were sitting next to me. <laughs> what do you think? Well, first, let me just say, I think the worst part about this movie is that it keeps making you say bullet train. Okay. That's not um, how I sound. It isn't to me. <laughs> um, oh, well, now I can talk about um, my picture here. Bullet train. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Eh, it's a side. Okay, wait, sorry, no, wait. It's not. Okay, here. Snakes Get it together. On a, snakes on a train. It's backwards. Snakes on a train. So why do I have this poster? Please. Um because they're on a train and there's a snake on the train. That's it. That's the only That's reason. the only reason. Yes. Sorry for wow. the spoilers. Um it's a but it, you know, it's an important part of the movie and I was considering another spoiler. I was considering also doing Thomas the Tank Engine, but then I thought, why not go a little more subtle? and uh you know throw in something that nobody would really recognize um <laughs> uh but yeah this movie um i had i had fun it reminded me of um uh what's snatch by uh what's his name guy uh richie guy richie yes thank you great movie uh, it was a combination of that andrew we both said that we kind of felt moments where it was similar to the agreement but obviously better right well okay so there's a couple things i think maybe society's a little hungry for secret agent code name action stuff um and there's a lot of that going on here we don't really know anybody's name in this movie which is cool everybody's got a code name it opens itself up to being a series better than the gray man i think mm -hmm. um there was there was action, but it wasn't mindless or pointless action. Every shot made sense, and it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't self-serious at all. Right. It never tried to take itself too seriously at any point. Better and writing. Yeah. Much better writing, better acting, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, certainly better direction. And s the style. I mean, this movie had style. The costumes, yeah. the sets, the lighting. I, I like I said before. I originally thought this was like a Street Fighter adaptation when I saw the trailer, um, and it carries that aesthetic through the whole thing. It's um, it's exciting, and they um, they're they're for all the good things I have to say about it. The critics are not being terribly kind to this movie on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's I think it's sitting around fifty six percent with the green rotten splat which is i think it's harsh yeah it's just kind of weird because i feel like critics are so much kinder to the gray man and i don't yeah, really see needlessly. is it do you think it's because it was like they were all like oh it was good for a netflix film and whereas this was just automatically you know meant for the theaters and they're like yeah for a theater movie and eh. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, this is a movie... I'm not generally one to go see action movies just for the sake of seeing action movies. Because I knew I was going to review it for this, I thought, I'm going to just see what it's all about. But I enjoyed it. And it was more cinematic than The Gray Man. It yeah, was, definitely. Every, every shot was was cool. You know, there's, there's some legitimately cool action in here. Um, and it's not action for action's sake right and then you know you could just tell there were so many scenes where they just really had fun with it but it yeah. still was important um well there was one that wasn't the water bottle that whole segment but that was just fun to have i like there. that no yeah i know mean, that was the, great the movie's po constantly poking fun at itself 
right. which is great. The cameos in this are unbelievable. Um, yeah. I won't spoil those, but that's part of the appeal of this. And they even did it better than um, than Marvel has been handling yeah. their cameos because Marvel, it's guess who's playing this character you know. Mm-hmm. For this, it's, yeah, he's in the movie too. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be for very long, but right. it's just like these charming little things that make a difference. Um, right. And I could see them turning this into other movies where they do that on, you know, on another train or another plane. We'll see. What, but it, With more snakes. More snakes. More snakes for sure. I will um, say, hmm. sorry, I was just going to say that the negatives of this movie was um, spoilers. Specifically, uh, the Thomas the Tank Engine joke. We've talked about this. Yeah, it, the, this this could have been ahead. there's a running there's a running gag where they reference Thomas the Tank Engine. Um it's not it's not funny the first time. It becomes this thing that rears its head 20 30 other times in the movie and it doesn't need to be there at all. Um they could have sold it better. They could have made the character bringing it up a lot dumber. That might have helped me uh, enjoy it. I I like the concept behind having it because it, it there was a point to it by the end. It was an yeah. important piece of the story. But um, I think, yeah, I think the way the jokes were handled by the, yeah. the characters involved in it kind of got... Most of the jokes, I would say, landed. Um, that one, they really went all in on it and maybe that's the joke that's kind of funny uh yeah they just committed to it fine okay but it wasn't my favorite part does it get in the way of the enjoyability of the movie i wouldn't say so i think it's a good movie i think it it added to it in its own way like i like that it was there Mm. there's just things that i think it could have gone in a different direction uh by the way uh dan saying in the chat bullet plane answers to everything in life or bullet boat for future future films they could do this anywhere they could literally do this anywhere i don't know that that is the question and maybe this is how you guys will get in on the conversation today how do you turn this into a franchise because it takes place on a bullet train what is this does it become like next title a bullet train saga how do we how would you name this franchise if it were to go on for many more movies disney's bullet uh cruise (laughs) A, a, a cruise, a Disney cruise, and it's this. I think that would be great. That would be, I mean, imagine, like, but it's a knockoff of Disney characters. So you have, like, character costumes, because they kind of did that a little bit in um, in Bullet Train. They had, like, that weird Japanese um, cartoon character that kept reoccurring. Yeah. They could totally do that if they had, like, a themed cruise liner kind of thing. Um Sure. Might be interesting. I mean, but there's there's nothing tying it other than maybe Brad Pitt coming back, and I would much rather watch this funny Brad Pitt character than this serious Ryan Gosling character. Yeah. No. That. I mean, I would think Brad Pitt would come back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody. I everybody clearly enjoyed being on this movie. Right. You know, you this is this is a movie where you can feel the fun of the production, and that's that's part of it. Like I said, it's uh, it, it brought me back to watching the uh, the outtakes in Rush Hour after the credits. I like that kind of stuff. I was surprised there wasn't a gag reel at the end of this. It's been a while since I've seen a really good gag reel for a movie, and this would have done it. 
But I think that's uh, that's pretty much what we have to say about this. Good movie. I, I enjoyed it. Go see it. In the meantime, follow us. Be our friend. Uh, be our... Don't say it, Andrew. Don't say that. Be our brothers and sisters. And, uh, and enjoy content and commentary with us. Thank you for watching. Now, we're going to move on to a tribute to the legendary Nichelle Nichols. Play us out. In 1966, the world received a transmission from the future. The image of civilized life forms of every creed, color, and mindset respectfully cooperating aboard a starship on a mission to explore new worlds together. Among the highly advanced and compassionate humans on the set of Star Trek was an actress who had boldly gone where no woman of color had gone before. Next to the captain of the Starship Enterprise, stood a beautiful and elegant bridge officer. The undeniably intelligent and strong Lieutenant Uhura, made real by Nichelle Nichols. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. put it, Nichols' portrayal of Uhura accomplished something new in the fight for civil rights. For the first time on television, he said, we will be seen as we should be seen every day, as intelligent, quality, beautiful people who can sing, dance, and go to space. And if she wanted to, she could have resigned and gone on to sing and dance on Broadway. She almost did. But it was this observation that inspired her to stay on the historic show, and her decision to do so, that inspired another generation of young black women to be great actresses and astronauts. To go beyond breaking boundaries of racial perception and prejudice, and merely showing the world a decorated space program lieutenant, as well as a kiss that mesmerized a generation. She volunteered to develop a program to recruit women and minorities to NASA, served on the board of governors of the National Space Institute, and even flew aboard high-altitude NASA aircraft. Of course, she continued acting and singing on stage and in countless other shows, resurrecting Uhura in the many subsequent Star Trek movies and series that followed the original, and showing up in the inspiration for characters in the next generations. But it is the implicit message received in her performance that stays with us, the image of progress before our eyes that whispers in every appearance. We'll get there. If, in the next centuries, there is a beautiful and steadfast lieutenant aboard a spaceship, a real-world Uhura, we will all know she could not have existed without the efforts of the one who existed so vividly in our imaginations. So let's talk about everything that's going on in the world of the DCEU, Warner Brothers Discovery. You know, it's it seems like there's lots of change happening. So um, 
the highlight there, of course, we're going to discuss in detail is that they want to put together a 10-year plan for DC films, similar to what Marvel has been doing for a while now with Kevin Feige. And uh, Alan Horn used to be there um, as the head of the Disney uh, motion picture division. Um, before that, he was at Warner Brothers. Now he's back at Warner Brothers in more of a consultant role. So this week, really what kicked all of this off was uh, a quarter two earnings call from Warner Brothers Discovery. And it was their first call since the merger where they were able to report like real numbers and everything under this new leadership. So the Discovery leadership took over the company Warner Brothers and now they're Warner Brothers Discovery. So you have a new CEO in David Zaslav, um, who by the way, you know, looks like a baller dude when, when he's facing the camera, <laughs> clearly knows how to pose. Um, I'd work for that guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, who wouldn't? Anyway. So the big piece of news that came out before all of that, even like, you know, the call was Batgirl uh, was shelved by Warner Brothers Discovery. Yeah. They they said, um, and actually here's the thing, the news leaked on the New York Post early in the week because it was before Warner Brothers made any official announcements. So as we found out later on that the directors um, of the movie, one, there's two directors, one of them, they're both from um, Moroccan, um, they live in, um, that, that'll, uh, or Belgium, I think, and they were they were um, at one of the, the two of them were, were at one of their wedding weddings. So one of them was getting married, and everybody's there, and they found out at that wedding. This New York Post article says that their movie has been shelved by the studio. So I mean, you know, Yikes. that's not a good feeling to have, obviously. But um, the reports were, were saying that the reason for the cancellation of this movie, which was meant to be going straight to HBO Max, is because a it was supposedly not very good. Like it looked like cheap. It wasn't very well produced. And and basically David Zaslav would then later on in the quarter two earnings call say that they want DC movies to be top notch, you know, first class citizens in the world of comic book movies. They don't want to play second fiddle to Marvel anymore. They, they have like the most good. iconic, some will say even more iconic characters than the DC franchise does. Sorry, the I Marvel would argue they do actually franchise does like dc's got like superman batman wonder woman right like you know you can buy shirts with those logos and like you if you never watch any of the movies with those characters you would know that's a superman symbol that's a batman symbol yep. so the the whole point of this is warner brothers wants to they canceled this movie and they said that officially the reason was um a manu uh, they called it a i have it right here a purchasing accounting maneuver which is basically saying they're going to get a tax write-off on this. They're going to take a tax write-off. And so they, they will lose money, but they won't lose as much. And they had felt that there would have been a much bigger loss for them financially, putting it up on HBO Max and releasing it. And it would do a lot of damage to the brand of DC they, because they didn't think it was good enough. So they did that. They also canceled Scoob, uh, the sequel to the Scoob that came out a couple of years ago on HBO Max. It would have been a $40 also million probably dollar movie. A good move. Yeah, and then Batgirl was already going over budget. It was uh, originally meant to be 70 million. It had gone up to 90 million, and it made it have needed even more money. Still, it was in post production. So, I wanna I wanna ask you guys this: the the, the gist of all this is, Batgirl is gone. They, they have said that they like what they have on the schedule now, which is includes Black Adam, Shazam 2, Aquaman 2, The Flash, that's coming out next year, which will see Michael Keaton return as his Tim Burton worst Batman. Ben Affleck's Batman is going to be there too. There's a there's a whole lot of cameos in that movie. They have they like those movies, but they're saying moving forward, DC is going to be 
you know, where it deserves to be, and that's at the top. And we're gonna do the, we're gonna take movies theatrical. We're not gonna drop 80, 90 million dollars in a movie that's not gonna make us anything back by sending it straight to streaming. And right. they now want to put in a 10-year plan. So all of that news that just dropped on, you know, the world, there's people have a lot of different kinds of feelings. People, some people are mad that want to now see Batgirl. I mean, I feel like that's a little like. Okay, you maybe you want to see it because you want to know just how bad it is. But then there are some people out there who are saying this is great because now DC is finally getting on the right track. So I want to ask you, Andrew, first, what do you think about all this news and, and where do you think everything is headed from here? Well, like I've said a million times, I think if DC is just interested in competing with Marvel and we're going to end up with, you know, the Pepsi Coke debate on DC Marvel and it's just two of the exact same things with different characters, I'm not interested. I think this is a really good move for them to say, let's establish a brand for the DC comics as a property, as a movie property, and let's do something different. I, In all honesty, I like the idea of bringing back um, Michael Keaton as Batman, but I don't know how they were going to do it. But if they were going to reintroduce sort of a campy 1960s Adam West type Batman where the costumes are playful and the world isn't so gritty and serious. I think it, we could use some more playful, fun, um, light superhero movies. And Shazam, interestingly, they didn't cancel that, but Shazam gave us that originally. And there is some levity and a sense of humor and bright colors and sort of this let's all play pretend feeling to Shazam. I would love to see them lean into that. I would love to see them lean away from politics um, and just keep us within the realm of these are comic book heroes. They stand for virtues that you know we admire them for. Because if Top Gun showed us anything, if you're just showing people those good old-fashioned morals, they enjoy the movie. And they can relate to the characters and they can look up to the characters. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's a good point. It's, uh, you know, Shazam 2 looks very similar to the first Shazam. It's got the colors and it's got the levity to it. Um, and so it looks like, you know, at least with some movies, they're going to go in that direction. And Aquaman, first Aquaman had plenty of levity to it as well and really bright colors. And it was a very colorful mm -hmm. movie. So so I'll ask you the same question, Katriana. What do you think about all this news? You see an actress like Leslie Grace who was on the up and up. She gets cast in this role of Batgirl and the movie is basically done. Like, you know, they're in post-production and now it gets canceled. The directors hear about it at one of their weddings and in, in now DC wants to do a 10-year plan and they're saying, we're not going to streaming. We're going straight to theatrical with everything. We're going to treat our movies uh, on the same level and get them to be on, on, on parity with Marvel. What do you think about all of that? Yeah, I mean, I agree uh, with Andrew. Um... I think it's a good move. I think, um, especially after how Batwoman did, um, that was terrible. Uh, I feel like this uh, Batgirl would probably be going in the same direction. Um, and I think deciding now to, you know, make these big decisions to not follow exactly in Marvel's footsteps of having all of these side things going on and just honing in on like their main characters to properly develop them uh, i think that's that's just gonna be way better um i you know i've always loved dc more than 
Marvel. And mm-hmm. sadly, I haven't even watched all of the DC movies because I'm just not a big fan of how they've been handling it. I'm, I'm actually so, in the same camp. Yeah. Yeah. I I love, I mean, they have, they do, they do have the better characters. I know all of them. Um, I like their stories. I think they're more interesting. Not all of them. Um, but yeah. Well, I they just, also canceled I, I the seen... Wonder Twins movie that was in early development and just cast uh, the, the leads. They were like, Wonder Twins, who the hell greenlit this? That This happened weeks well, ago, that's, but that's not happening. But that's not DC, is it? No, it is. The, the, those characters, is? I believe they were initially introduced in like the Justice League Unlimited show. Interesting, I didn't know that. It's, it's just, a, but I think the idea of giving a Wonder Twins a movie while you haven't given Superman his own movie in mm-hmm. almost a decade. Well, like... I think it's gonna yeah. it's gonna build back trust with all the fans because it's I not so. it's not gonna be it's gonna show that they're not trying to milk everybody uh, from their just for money and everything that's they're gonna try to put quality into their work. Yeah. yeah, I would I would love to see a new Superman movie that sort of harkens back to the Christopher Reeve Superman who was really he was just an incredibly decent man uh, in his actions. He wasn't particularly theatrical. He wasn't really internal. He was actually kind of wooden, which might be an improvement. I, the scene that I always think about from the early uh, Superman movies, he's like saving a cat from the tree, and he's, I think that's what's happening, and he's like, he's flying, and somebody sees him out of their apartment window, and he just sort of goes, hi. And then he continues. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. But they could make him somebody that people aspire to be. And I think that's kind of what's missing from these superhero movies lately is like yeah. they're they just sort of seem like everyday people there's nothing exceptional about them except the fact that they have powers we could use some role models yeah i, I mean look i think you have a you're making a great point there about superman here's a th- i personally i'm a outspoken uh defender of that man of steel movie because i thought it was it was like that superman is relatable to to the world we live in today versus the christopher reeve superman i think a, you need somebody with that charisma, which I think Henry Cavill has all the charisma in the world. If you wanted him to play Christopher Reeve-esque Superman, he could do it. But sure, I think maybe I think maybe we need something that's not necessarily exactly Christopher Reeve Superman. It needs to be updated. Yeah. And I and I think they were kind of trying to take the character in that direction anyway. If you watched Zack Snyder Justice League, by the end of it, at least Henry Cavill Superman is smiling, and you know he's anyway whatever. Let's move on. Yeah, to would talk, it be so hard Superman. to get a to get a superhero that smiles? Uh, right. I mean, well, if you see the Shazam trailer, I think it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. I love. I, I yeah. think Zachary Levi has so much fun with that character. Um, but speaking of, and then of course Black Adam too, which you you saw DC League of Super Pets, and you know they keep teasing that whole showdown. So all right. of that though kind of ties into what I want to talk about next, which is the character of Superman, as I mentioned shortly a short while ago. We haven't seen a Superman movie, a solo Superman movie, since 2013's Man of Steel. We have seen him since in Batman v Superman in 2016. Then we saw him in 2017's Justice League and then 2021's Zack Snyder's Justice League. But but we haven't really seen him in his own movie. So it's, it's and he's almost, you know, on he's been in ensemble cast and stuff. And as, as you guys mentioned, you know, the character has been very... He's not exactly been the the you know what you what you think of Superman. You're like the uplifting symbol of Amer- the American dream and like you know all all that is good about. You're the supposed world. to feel inspired by Superman. Exactly. Now I don't know if the, what I'm about to mention here 
means that this is where we're going to go with the character or not. However, DC uh, apparently now under Warner Brothers Discovery, David Zaslav on this quarter two earnings call, he mentioned that they want to take DC in a direction similar to what we have had Marvel on for a while. Mm. So we know that Disney uh, has had great success with the MCU, with Marvel Studios, like, and then you have Kevin Feige there. They've got this 10-year, like, you know, they never tell you it's 10 years, like, but they will tell you maybe like a two, three years out, five years out, like what they're going to be doing with the MCU. So here's the quote, and I'm going to read through this, so just stick with me. Basically, what we heard from David Zaslav at this call was, uh, and he's talking about Alan Horn, who he brought back to the company recently uh, for the first time in almost a decade. He's back. Um, and then he talked about the 10-year plan that they have in mind. So he said it's very similar to the structure Alan Horn, former Disney CEO Bob Iger, who's now retired, and Kevin Feige put together very effectively at Disney. We think we can build a much stronger, sustainable growth business out of DC, said Zaslav. As part of that, we are going to focus on quality. We're going to release any film. We're not going to release any film before it's ready. They also said we're not going to release a film to make a quarter, which was a dig at the 2017 Justice League and what Kevin Sujihara's team did to like make the movie and not delay it because you know they needed more time to finish that movie, clearly. Superman mustache, we know the deal. And then David Zaslav wrapped it up by saying, DC is something we can make better. That's that. That to me says this guy and his team is committed to making DC on par with Marvel, if not better. Because like you guys said, their IP on many levels is superior to what maybe Marvel has to offer. However, the execution has been so terrible, you know, that they come across as second-class citizens in the comic book world, uh, movie world at least. So let me ask you guys this. Superman, now this is something that this quote didn't mention in specific, but... David Zaslav also said that Superman is going to be the focus of this 10-year plan. Like, we're going to build this, whatever, whether it's the continuation of the DCEU or if they're going to reboot the whole thing, they're going to build it around Superman. And I'm guessing that Good. means probably some Superman movies some or something like that. I don't know if that means Henry Cavill is back. I hope he is. I mean, but I Dwayne so. Johnson constantly teasing. But, Catriona, what do you think about the idea of this 10-year plan being built around uh, Henry Cal- like let's say Superman, whether it's Henry Cavill or not, and what do you think about the Henry idea of Cavill a ten-year plan high. in general? Yeah, Andrew, you said it right. Um, no, I, <laughs> I, well, I just love Henry Cavill as an actor. Anyway, I think he's fantastic. Um, like I said uh, last time, I wasn't a big fan of Man of Steel. Again, I think it was just my expectations. Um, I think maybe if I rewatched it without those expectations, maybe I would like it. I don't know. I saw I think... it. I happened to catch it once um, when it was airing on TV, and I was captivated. So, and also, I hadn't seen The Dark Knight, so I wasn't comparing it to that. And it's it's not bad. You know, it is that sort of uh, Christopher Nolan esque Superman movie that you want. It just yeah, didn't really have the appeal. Like I think, yeah, I'll I'll try it again. Um, you know, we'll see. But I like the idea of them fleshing it out more. I think it was just it was so rushed because it was like we had all those years to build up to the first Avengers movie. Meanwhile, uh, we'd only had what the one superman to kick things off and then immediately we go into yeah. uh, batman v superman and then justice League. and it was and just, then they have wonder yeah, woman and before was, that too yeah. yeah right and it's like i know i just said like it would be smart to not follow in marvel's footsteps but i do like the idea of us seeing origin stories of superheroes i think that's really important to get an we, idea of 
it's this been long enough. Version. It's been long enough where we could we could reset everything. I'd love yeah. to recast Wonder Woman. I would love to recast and rethink the Flash. Yeah. Um, people are enjoying the Jason Momoa, Momoa um, Aquaman, but he looks it. he looks nothing like Aquaman. Just give me regular Aquaman, please. I don't mind Jason Momoa. Of course you don't. Um, <laughs> but it's. <laughs> You know, what? he's a good actor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gosh, mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, Dan, you're muted. I'm so sorry. I keep talking. I do this every week. Anyway, I was like, what What are you saying? Because Aquaman, I think Jason Momoa has given that character legitimacy in like the modern comic book world. Because if you try to translate the comic book, like accurate Aquaman, he was a butt yeah. of jokes for for years. And I think, oh, I know. even on, I know, but League you know what? He didn't, shows. he never needed to be. He never uh, needed to be. I know, but but here's the other thing too. They they made the character much more diverse, and I think it works for for the better here because, of course, it makes sense. Aquaman, you know, wouldn't be your average straight white male character, and then there are plenty of those in the DCU anyway. So I like the casting choice. Also, like yeah. the man looks the part. I mean, and nowadays I think to, the, no, that's literally Aquaman the point. Comics, is he doesn't look the part. He looks well. No, I think he like looks Aquaman. the part. I, I he looks I think, yeah. I know. I, I, I mean, in fact, you know how? Okay, so here's a, here's a Marvel comparison. So you know, back in the back in when uh, they cast Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury. So historically, mm-hmm. the character of Nick Fury in the comics has been like, you know, this white dude. Whereas obviously, Sam Samuel Jackson is not that. Um, yeah. But since his casting, like a lot of the Marvel comics have changed, like the look of Nick Fury in the comics to reflect. Sam, Samuel Jackson's like you know silhouette or what do you want to call it so he's no longer that you know mm-hmm. character that you used to see in the comics before so similarly the DC comics especially anything that ties into like their live action stuff um, they are they have started to you know draw the character of Aquaman more like a Jason Momoa would look versus what you have historically seen well, in the comics for Aquaman. right and you can see the same thing for even just the costume design of all the other characters I mean the original styles of all of them were so kind of silly looking all of them Batman I mean he looked ridiculous and then you know now it's like it got cooler you know I don't you know yeah but that that's sort of what I've been saying is like I don't need them to be ridiculously cool you know but, well, that's your I, I know Andrew. you don't. <laughs> but, yeah, I know. everyone else I, wants it. Sure. That's, that's what I, yeah. But at the very least, have it harken back to the actual design. You know who you else know? I think wants it to be cool? This hmm. this guy. He yeah, wants, that guy. He yeah. wants them to be cool. You know what? I stand corrected. <laughs> yes. That guy. By the <laughs> way, what's his name? Alan what? Um, the other guy? Well, this, you're looking at David Zaslav. He's the CEO. Yeah, no, but... Alan Horn. He's Alan Horn. He, yeah, Kevin Feige they, calls him his mentor. You know what they need to do? Sorry, go ahead. They need to do. They need to do a reality show similar to Hell's Kitchen, where he <laughs> is basically Gordon Ramsay coming in to fix studios. Um, <laughs> you know, that universes. is such a good idea. <laughs> I would love to see that. Can you imagine? That'd be a I'm, great I'm, sketch. I'm imagining this is, is this Hell's Kitchen? Is that the one where the guy goes into bars and restaurants and he's like screaming at them like, "Are oh, you think you're doing this right? Well, well, yeah. toss this out. We're changing this up." And then, yeah. and then like, I've always Gordon heard Ramsey stories just yelling like, and swearing. Yeah, yeah, and like weeks after he leaves, some of those restaurants shut down anyway because they just went back to doing things the the way they were doing it yeah. before. Oy. 
but you never know, but... see the after stuff that would be great doing it like this and then they they follow his advice he's like what are you doing with you know superman or whatever and you know then, th uh, that's something they, they should do. so kevin feige you know what the first episode would be he would go to sony pictures and he'd be like what in the hell were you thinking releasing morbius and and then he would start yeah. there and then he'd be like we're not doing that anymore toss that out in the trash all right like let's you know what are you doing with this venom franchise like let's let's talk about right. like yeah i would that's where he should they start. have yeah no it would be great because they have clips where like he goes in their kitchen and he looks through their fridge and he's going oh my god it's old it's frozen if he's like looking through all the the archives and he's like all oh, these scripts you know <laughs> yeah uh, Okay, you know what? We probably need to, we need to make this a thing. This this needs to be I a thing. I think we should. We need to make. I okay. think we totally should. We should totally make this. Anyway, okay, so we're getting sidetracked. The, okay, you guys bit. seem to, but the consensus is that this ten-year plan is is better than what they're doing now, right? Like, because especially Anything's since they sort of sidetracked everything post Justice League, we've get, been getting seems like better movies overall, but they don't seem to have any like direction. They're just sort of all doing their own thing. So do you think a 10-year yeah. plan will kind of focus yeah. like where th everything is going? I would say when you're at the bottom, the only way to go is up. And lucky for them, they, they, they're they kind of in a position where they can just kind of experiment and see see how it does. I'm sure it'll be fine, better than, like yeah. you said, what, what they have right now. So You know what David Zaslav says to that? He says, that's the idea. That's the idea. I've All right. That's the caption there for sure. That's the idea. <laughs> that's like a, that's, I'm sure this is a meme at this point. Anyway, so the last part I wanted to talk about here. So we've talked about the 10-year plan, what, what DC wants, what Warner Brothers Discovery wants to do with it. We know that they're going to try to build around Superman. We also know, you know, how they've, they've shelved Bad Girl. They're going to move on with Shazam. They have Black Adam coming up next in October. You have Aquaman coming next year, then The Flash later after that. Peacemaker is getting a second season. Then you also have things like, you know, on the other hand, I'm sure you guys have heard of this. Let me put put an image up because I'm. if you guys saw this earlier in our quick hits, Joker Folia Du has been announced. Lady Gaga is coming on board with Joaquin Phoenix. The Batman 2 is happening. So those things, I don't know if they're going to tie into this 10-year plan or not, but... Let's suppose, let's suppose if if you are on this team of people that David Zaslav says he's assembling alongside Alan Horn to shepherd this 10-year plan. Now, Alan Horn is probably going to be around for a couple of years. The guy's like in his 80s. He wants to retire. He's retired twice and come back. He retired from Warner Brothers in 2013. Bob Iger brought him back. Then he retired a couple of years ago when Bob Iger retired. And now David Zaslav has brought him back. So you know that Alan Horn's probably going to... Yeah. If it were me... I would slash everything and I would start at the ground. I would start so, over completely. I'm not impressed with the new Batman. Me I'm either. In, like, as long as we're getting rid of movies, as long as we got rid of Batgirl, you know, let's, let's just start over. I am so ready for that. Just lay new groundwork, lay a solid foundation for characters that we can actually invest in you know, rebrand it entirely and have us appreciate this as something that is not trying to compete with Marvel, that is just good superhero or, movie. Or even itself, because the Batman just felt like it was trying to compete with the Dark, the Dark Knight. Knight. And it was it was focused more on getting the vibe well, right as opposed to It didn't to help that one of the producers the said they were trying yeah. to beat the Dark Knight with the movie. No, like you can't. No. Just and leave they it didn't. alone. Just leave it alone. 
And no, they did not. They did not. They. I feel. Well, that's the whole discussion. I mean, I think the movie was good. It's. It's. I think it's. To me, honestly, up until today, like it is still the best comic movie of the year. Like that's for me. Again, my opinion. I think it's better than anything Marvel's put out this year. You know. You didn't Um, like. You didn't like Spider Man. Oh, I guess that was last year, wasn't well, it? Well, December. Yes, and year. and even if yeah. even if you count it, I yeah. still think the Batman was better. I had a very adverse reaction to it the first time I viewed it. Then I watched it back at home later on. Because the first time I watched it, I was all I had in my mind was, okay, so they want to beat the Dark Knight? Let's see how they did. And then the second time around, mm-hmm. I sort of left all my expectations at the door and just said, okay, let's watch this movie again. Let's see what, what it's got. And I, I had, had a much better I had the reverse. Oh, really? I I saw the Batman first, and then I went to go watch the Dark Knight for the first time. I was like, "This is a much better movie." Basically, the consensus here is that you guys want to start over, wipe the slate clean. Now, I I say, continue with what you've got that's working. So, in my opinion, I think Joker. What's working? Well. The Batman made like almost 800 million and the Joker made over a billion. So Batman no matter who makes Batman, it's going to make 800 million. It doesn't matter if they do a good job, people love Batman. Fair enough. Okay, fair enough. But the the point stands. I think they can they can definitely continue with for the time being because here's the thing, if you want to start over from scratch, well there's definitely a there's definitely a point to be made for that. I I personally, in my opinion, I like some of what they have right now. I'd love to see Henry Cavill back for more projects. Um, so I would love to see if they can write the ship with what's already in place. And then that way, they're not necessarily starting from scratch. They've already been working on a third Wonder Woman movie. They could scrap it if they want to. But And then if you want, basically, <laughs> Joker and Batman exist in their own world. You can keep that separate. <laughs> but Nobody wants that. Uh, okay, well... Look, I'm sure there's people out there who disagree with you, but the point I'm trying to make is I think they should continue with what they have now. If I was doing a 10-year plan, I would literally just go out and say, okay, more Superman movies, let's let's do something more with Batman. I mean, they might not want to. That's the thing. If they have the Batman running on the side, do they want Batman and the DCU running at the same time? That's kind of crazy brand confusion, so maybe that's a reason for why they should either do one or the other who knows you know what there's a lot of different ways they can go about this however yeah in my opinion they should try to like at least salvage some of what they have now because then they're not starting from ground zero because i think then that a lot of these character iterations are still too recent if you then reboot superman again if you reboot like black adam just his first movie is coming out like later this year the flash is getting his first solo movie next year if you then go ahead and then after that just reboot everything then people are like wait I thought that guy was Black Adam, and wait, he was the Flash. I, I think that will only cause more. That's what you say. So that's what I'm saying. Start over, you know. Um, but if they were to do that, then I think they would have to like wait a few years. Okay, it's kind of like you remember people were like all they were like, wait, Tobey Maguire's last movie was only a couple of years ago. They just brought Andrew. Like people were like weirded out by how quickly they they rebooted the Spider-Man franchise. So I think yeah. then that puts them in the position where they have to shut everything down for a few years and then start again or they go in or a they, different direction for the starting point of that franchise they could focus on their standalones meanwhile yeah i mean yeah, they could they enough. could start out with a brand new superman and lay that as the foundation you know what i'd really like to see cuz nobody i don't nobody's really done a good job of this yet but in the dc universe rather than the multiverse 
they have the bizarro world i would love to say like we start oh, with true. like an escape from bizarro world we see all of these characters in the opposite of what they've been mm -hmm. and that would give you the opportunity to be like we're going to subvert your expectations we're going to show you things not making sense and we're going to escape from there so that we can now show you what the dc universe really should be it'd be an interesting way in to you know say this isn't what we aren't do you mean like the versions where um batman was the one like bruce wayne died and his parents that's his flashpoint mom went insane. That's, okay. yeah that's, that's flashpoint which is which okay. is cool and they should definitely do a flashpoint movie with a with a superman who's frail and doesn't want to help anybody i love that character um but the bizarro world it's like bizarro superman who d he doesn't understand anything like he's he's slow he's dumb he's you know he's egotistical and he's this hulking mass of just like alien confusion it would be cool to see that and then turn it on its head here's what dc actually is it would be cool to see, yeah to see it for just to change things up and because we've never really gotten that mm -mm. Uh, nobody's tried that yeah that'd be cool actually okay i mean I'm sure that for for everybody you ask who's a fan of this franchise or not a fan, they will all give you different answers. And I think there's many different ways you can go about this. And clearly, I mean, we were just pretending to be the people in charge. We were not the ones in charge. The people no. in charge, I'm sure, know what they're yes, doing. Yes, we are. <laughs> well, you I know guess what? we can we can we can. Our opinions are as our yeah. opinions are as valid as yours at this point. So tell us what yours is. Comment. Let's see what your thoughts or your plans for the next ten years of DC would be. Because honestly, we don't know if anybody knows what they're doing over there. We can only hope that they do better. So tell us what your ideas are in the comments, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, right here, wherever you're watching. Just let us know what you think. We'll, if it's a good comment, we'll interact with you next week and respond. But in the meantime, thank you for watching. Now, let's talk about this latest episode of For All Mankind, because kind of a lot went down. Okay, okay, Dan, I'm just going to leave this one to you because <laughs> it's been, I know we have one episode left. I know we had a crazy time jump, which could not have come at a worse time because we're left picking up all the pieces being like, Wah. and we ended with some pretty shocking twists as well. So take me through it and just explain how we got here and where we're where we've ended up yeah um so basically this episode picks up and they did like you said there's a five month time jump like they they jump five months forward from where we left off the last episode and here's the thing i will make this little small critique here i know this show has made a habit of jumping um make doing time jumps they jump like yeah. 10 years between each season and earlier in this season they jumped ahead by two years at one point so they do this a lot however and i think sometimes their choices that they're making is they did like to show you some of the melodrama but then they like to avoid some of the other melodrama like the big mm -hmm. melodrama story of this season has been danny stevens um his descent into craziness and drug addiction and you know basically you know he's been uh addicted to opioids because he was trying to like i don't know keep himself sane or like keep his keep himself mellow because he has he had anger issues but then at the end of the last episode you have the situation where 
the two Russians that are left on this uh, on Mars at this point, because everybody else has died along the way or on Mars, those two know that uh, Kelly, Ed Baldwin's daughter, is pregnant with one of now one of who is now a, a dead cosmonauts uh, who she was having right. an affair with. So at the end of episode eight, you're left in a situation where Ed Baldwin is sort of aware that Kelly is pregnant and he's sort of comforting her because he realizes that the per, the, the the would be father of the child is now dead. So you know she's distraught. But then I would have loved to see, uh, you know, the scenes where the Russians have to tell every... Well, here's the thing, actually. So Ed Baldwin doesn't know that Kelly is pregnant. Nobody knows Kelly's pregnant at that point. They just know that she's distraught over this guy who's dead. And then I guess you can infer that they were having uh, a fling or affair or whatever. But right. I would have loved to see the scenes where Ed Baldwin, you know, um, uh, Danny, like everybody like from the NASA crew, from the Helios crew, everybody other than the Russians, like the Russians tell them, that oh Kelly is pregnant. <clears throat> so they're do you on think Mars. that this was a do you think That's that this a, was a warranted time jump or do you think this was really just hey we only have one episode left let's just write it let's write that out. I, I th- so in part I think they had to kind of move, keep things moving because ultimately where the episode ends I think is justified now with the decisions they made. However right. I still think maybe they could have started the scene off with a scene or two or maybe have it be part of the last scene uh, last episode. And then end at the end of like the Russians telling everybody Kelly's pregnant, and then you can you know end the episode there. I just think that was something that was thinking you know, of the writers made a choice. I personally don't agree with that. I would have loved to see you know when they reveal to everybody because when we start this episode, not only do do the crew on Mars know, uh, everybody there, but everybody on Earth knows. Like you see these newsreels talking about like oh like all the people are running away with their imaginations because you have this American astronaut who is going to have the baby of a, a Russian cosmonaut who's not alive anymore. But like you know like the world coming together. I mean all for the better in a manner of speaking. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I, I disagreed with that decision. Now and that's not the only twist we got this episode, right? No, no, no. There's so much more happening in this episode. So very quickly, I'll run you through some of the basic storylines what's happening on mars we've, so we've mm-hmm. already kind of discussed that but then on earth we've got like you know alita she's finally started like trying to confront margo about giving information to the russians on the engine design that nasa was using she's very suspect but she, she's got this internal battle going on uh, helios is on the verge of bankruptcy so they're trying to roll they're starting to roll back their plans for mars and then the big one the big one is president wilson she finally comes out as as being gay on a press conference where her husband was about to like you know basically take the fall for for everything leading in you know from the events from before but she's like nope this is time and then you know the whole like the reaction from that you get newsreels again and people are celebrating and people are protesting against that she's the first Mm -hmm. gay uh, american president it's i think representation in this show is fantastic and they continue to like you know face these kind of tough controversial issues call them what you want like you know issues it's interesting that... to put them in the context of the 90s too exactly i mean these are all things like that that, that we have people today have trouble talking about um in 2022 at the dinner table with you know like depending like people within families have different opinions on things like this like uh so, so representation in the show i think is fantastic i love how they're not they don't hide from it they, they they tackle it head on so that's great um and then like you said okay so this is you're like that if that wasn't already enough the final scene of the episode you have the, the, the leader of the russian team and the leader of the nasa team the two of them are going out on this expedition to find one of the probes from so apparently turkey 
People's Republic of Korea, aka North Korea, as well as India and and China have landed probes on Mars as well. Not people, or at least we're led to believe that. Um, and 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 they they need to find a part to like get their MSAM up or, or Phoenix running, which is the transport that takes them from the surface up to orbit, so they can go back home to Earth and hit their launch window. But they're missing a critical component that then that they find out that is in one of those. Korean probes, the North Korean probes. So they're like, we'll just go salvage it from there. It's a robotic mission. Like, you know, we, then we'll t- tell the Koreans about it and whatever they need to bring us back with us for them, we will do that. But of course. They walk They walk up to the site. They finally they're, they're, get there in a rover. And then they walk up and, they, and the Russian uh, cosmonaut, he notices a footprint. And they're like, yeah. oh shit. We yeah. weren't here before. What the hell? And I was like, ooh, like I literally sat above like, oh, things just got interesting. And then and then then the North Korean astronaut just pops in from the side. He's got a gun pointed at these two people. And that's where the episode ends. And I'm like, that capsule that he came in, it was like crashed on its side. I'm like, did this the Koreans send this guy on a one-way mission? And and he looked panicked. So yeah. oh my god, I don't know where this is gonna go. There's one episode left. I don't either. But like you know, just just hearing about that, yeah. this was this was a really sometimes you know sometimes they overblow the uh, the se- season finale of a show, and really it's that it's that ninth episode that penultimate episode where it's like we're setting everything up and this is the first domino to fall, and you're left for a week wondering what's going to happen to all the rest of them. In any case, it sounds pretty exciting. I'm going to oh, be yeah. really interested in hearing what you have to say about it next week. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it sounds it sounds like a good show. Um, I'd, I'll be interested to know where you think they'll pick up. Do you think it'll be another 10 years? Do you think they'll take it to now? I mean, there's with the time jumps and the way that they've been playing it, it could end up anywhere being anything. I know that they have a plan for like seven or eight seasons, and so they're likely wow. going to go well into the 21st century at, by the end of it yeah. all. Where'd they go in the last episode? Now, the season two finale is was truly memorable. There was so much stuff that happened. So I can only imagine with everything they've set up, this next episode is going to have a lot to deal with and is going to leave us in a place, hopefully, of optimi- you know something optimistic, like the last season ended with somebody putting their foot on mars and i think you know maybe maybe we end the season with either a colony on mars or we end it with somebody stepping foot on one of jupiter's moons i don't know i mean i'm sure they're gonna skip another decade for next season but the finale let's just say i'm excited about it and where we left off episode nine there's so much ground to cover i know this these are this is not a disney plus show where they're gonna you know where they're gonna just have 40 minutes and they won't stick the landing i know ronald d moore will stick the landing I just can't wait to see how, because that will be the exciting part. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Um, for you people, have you been watching the show? What are your theories about it? Where do you see it going? Tell us in the comments. We'll respond if it's a good comment. You could be the comment of the week. But we want to know what you think. Like, subscribe, follow us all over. Tell your friends and other people about it. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, be, be part of the conversation. And uh, and now, what are we we're, moving on to? Yeah, we're going to pay tribute to the the legendary uh, basketball player and civil rights uh, activist Bill Russell, 
who passed away uh, uh, the past Sunday, and uh, he, you know, 11-time champion, um, you know, not only a champion on the court but also off the court, a great uh, man who will re- will be remembered, uh, you know, not just in in the world of sports but also well beyond that. So, Bill Russell, we put together a, a, a nice tribute for him. We would love to take a look at that. Fleeing segregation, only to lose his mother and be rejected by his Oakland Junior High basketball team, nearly cut from his high school team, ignored by colleges and admonished and corrected by authorities for his unorthodox approach to defense, a child could get the impression this world did not want him. But the character of one who relentlessly studied the game and ultimately reinvented it would gain recognition with encouragement from a coach who could see the genius dormant in the impressionable mind of a young Bill Russell. Coach George Powell's recognition of potential in Russell's intuitive style and defensive jumps took the looming six foot 10 center and the game of basketball into the air. For Russell, now known as the Secretary of Defense, the NCAA rulebook would be rewritten. Despite encouragement and a culture that showed reluctance to accept black athletes, being heckled at games and snubbed for awards for the color of his skin, he undeniably earned his recognition and made the most of his opportunity to make history on the Boston Celtics. He always put his team first. I told these guys before the game, I don't care what happens, I wouldn't trade you guys for any guys in the world. And set an example of decency, even when the world refused to return the favor. An unprecedented basketball career didn't stop after 14 highly decorated seasons. 11 rings. 12 all-star appearances. And five MVP awards. The NBA Finals MVP award now bearing his name. His dedication to excellence took him from game-changing player to boundary-breaking professional as the world's first black NBA coach. In the context of Jim Crow and the civil rights movement, a better example could not have been set. He gained unprecedented success with discipline, spoke his mind with civility. Do you think that you will get some white kids to play basketball with Negro kids? I think so. I don't see why not. My kids uh, play with white kids, and nobody got hurt yet. Marched on Washington with dignity. And years later, would add a Presidential Medal of Freedom to his unmatched collection of trophies. For those of us who find new ways of doing things, but suffer the ignorance of those who can't see the whole picture, Bill Russell showed the value of standing tall. Okay, 
So let's talk about Lal Singh Chadda, which is a, a Bollywood movie that is set to come out August 11th, uh, you know, a short while from when we are uh, taping this. It's a movie that features Amir Khan in the titular role. Um, Karina Kapoor is also going to be in the movie. She is, you know, another A-list actress uh, in Bollywood. Both of these actors, you know, have been the, the, you know, the peak of what you would expect from Bollywood in terms of both their capabilities as actors as well as, you know, the portfolio that they have on offer. The last time I believe they were in a movie together, it was the one Three Idiots, which was very highly critical, you know, regarded, critical acclaim, made a lot of money at the box office. And it was a great movie. It has a great message. This movie, Lao Singh Chadda, is an official remake of Forrest Gump. It's being produced by Paramount Pictures, Indian division, by COM18, and it's being distributed internationally, I'm pretty sure, by Paramount Pictures themselves. So what do you guys think about this? I mean, just the fact that you, everything that I just mentioned so far, you got these two top shelf actors playing these role, you know, in this movie. It's a remake of Forrest Gump. It's an official remake. So this is not somebody who just decided to rip off the idea. Yeah. Paramount Pictures is involved with this. We're going to watch it. We're going to talk about it. So, so yeah. Andrew, let's start well, with you. What do you think? My first question is, you know, what, what necessitates a remake of Forrest Gump, which has been sort of this multicultural touchstone that, you know, it's a historical fiction piece, basically. And the history is going to be the same no matter what. To put a different character in those same shoes, well, clearly he's not going to be, you know, from Alabama. And right. it might recontextualize um, what one person can do in the course of the 20th, 20th century. Um, and so couple questions. Does it start and end in the same years? Um, does it show us different times? Clearly, same shirt designer. That's fine by me. And, um, you know, which wars, which major events? Is this going to be something that necessitates um, a knowledge of Bollywood history or Indian history as opposed to American history? How does this figure into culture globally? Because Forrest Gump, Everybody kind of was on the same page with that one, it seemed. Yeah, well, um, okay. Are we having the same issue again? You guys can still hear me? Yeah? Yeah, there was a... There was a glitch, but you're good. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I think this... Here's to answer your question. Basically, this movie, I think, is going to lean more into Indian history. I think when I say it's a remake, it's not a... It's not like they took the script and just said, like, translate to Hindi and make a movie. I, this is, I think they're recontextualizing a lot of it like you speculated. Right. Huh? Oh, yeah, no, sorry. Just, yeah, of course not. <laughs> no, no. But um, it's, I'm sorry. So, yeah, I do think you, uh, it's going to require a little bit of knowledge of, of like, Indian culture sure. and history to understand some of the references or some of the things that the character is going to, to go through. However, I don't think if you're watching this movie without having a ton of knowledge of those things, that you wouldn't enjoy it. I mean, or at least that's the hope. No. I think if it's a good movie, like Forrest Gump, for example, you do not need to know all about the history to to really like the movie for what it is. I think it gives you it gives you a fuller experience knowing the historical context within which the movie functions. But if you don't yeah. know that, I think that movie did a great job with the characters that you could kind of just well, you know, watch the movie for what it is. Yeah. I hope that doesn't affect my, you know, reception of it, but part of part of the feat 
of Forrest Gump is integrating real footage from American history into it. You know, interviews with John Lennon, Elvis on stage yeah. uh, performing. Like, the technology's gotten a lot better, so it'll be interesting to see how they weave it all together. But I, I don't know for sure. Um, I, don't, I don't have the frame of reference necessarily, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, Katriana, what do you think? Is this something you're looking forward to? Um, you know, I think if uh, if somebody in the movie says those look like a real comfortable pair of shoes, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm looking forward to is whatever the equivalent of Run Forest Run is going to be, and and I hope yeah. Because yeah. one of the things that I really hated about the Jenny character was, oh my God, that character was so mercurial. I was just like, Forrest, just just, just leave. Like, why do you keep going back? Like, she doesn't deserve yeah. you. Like, you know, like... She, it's... She's, she's, she's not a good... She's not a good person. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping... Uh, I think the remakes have the potential to kind of rectify some of the mistakes the original made while also charting new ground, yeah. and I really hope that this movie does exactly that. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Let's I haven't seen a good Armour so. movie in a while, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, and I'd like to... I, I want to see how it becomes a Bollywood movie, the musical numbers, the dancing. It's... Uh, I would like to see all of that. So we'll do a little bit of comparative literature next week. Uh, Lal Singh Chada and Forrest Gump. It'll be an interesting comparison. Join us next week, won't you? Uh, and in the meantime, be our friend. Find us on all of the social media. We're on all of the social media, and we could use all the friends we can get. Till next time, have a good week. Enjoy the movies out there. Thanks for watching. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>